Welcome back to the Unrehabilitated. Uh, this is the second part of uh, the previous episode, which is called uh, Breaking Chains. And by chains, I am referring to generational chains of, you know, neglect, uh, you know, violence or anything that, you know, might have been passed down from generation to generation. Um, last, uh, the last part of the last episode, I was talking about, you know, um, you know, overcoming self-pity and by doing so, you know, looking at what the good things in your, that you do have in your life, not the things that you are lacking in your life. And I think that's a big part of, you know, um, rehabilitating yourself from a, 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 a more positive state of mind is not, you know, fine. Um, you know, dwelling on, on, on the pain of the past, you know, um, forgiving and, and, and not forgetting, but forgiving the people that have hurt you and understanding that, you know, hey, I was stabbed by my mom. I was beat down by my mom and her boyfriends. But you know what? I forgive her. And it's not my fault that that shit happened to me, you know, and, and, and I have to move forward. I can't c continually think about that because it's no longer useful. You know, it doesn't benefit me to dwell on that. So um, I wanted to just kind of, you know, make sure that people understand that I believe that that's, that's gonna be the first, the first step into overcoming, you know, um, uh, previous pains. And, um, you know, that's something that I, I feel is very important. Um, there's also a lot of, uh, you know, taboo uh, topics of generational chains. I think a big one in, in Latino um, culture, and it's something that is hard to talk about, but I want to bring it out, is um, child abuse. I feel that that is a generational chain that is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's a sad thing, you know, that I feel that gets passed down you know, a lot by, you know, previous generations, you know, um, for instance, you know, my mom, you know, I didn't know, I, 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 and I found this information out through one of my siblings, my biological siblings, was that my mom was like, you know, abused and raped as a child. And, um, you know, that's fucked up, you know, that's fucking bullshit, you know, and I'm grateful not to, I've been abused in every other way possible, but not sexually, and I'm very grateful for that, but I do have family that have had that you know that gift that continues to give and and it could it could come from anywhere but i i noticed that it, it happens a lot in the latino culture and i feel it's a disgusting thing that needs to be addressed and the way that in, in my perspective of one of the recurring uh um, similarities that i see in in the people that do that is the lack of, of, it's it, it's no, it's ignorance basically. I feel, you know, lack of education. You know, they don't see that that the pain that they are causing is going to not only continue. You know, it's gonna fuck up a person for the rest of their lives probably. You know, and and it's gonna fuck up not only them, probably the children that they have, because they're gonna want to do it to their kids or to other kids and. The shit's fucked up and that shit's got to change, you know? The ignorance of child abuse and the, the 
it's disgusting, you know, and and I, I want to address that as being one of the biggest chains that needs to be addressed. If you've had some type of sexual abuse done to you, you do not have the right to pass that on to another kid. You do not have the fucking right to pass that on to a kid. And I, and I feel that a lot of people need to hear that. You know, you do not have a right to beat the fuck out of a little kid just because somebody beat your ass when you were a little kid. You do not have a free range. And that shit's important to me. You know, people need to hear that shit. It's a very, very, very uh, uh, tough subject for me to discuss because I feel so adamantly about, you know, the welfare of, of, of kids because this is the future, you know. And, and you know, who, what we do today is going to affect the future. If you hurt somebody that's being, you know, barely, you know, being developed you know, you don't understand that the consequences are might not be shown now. It's going to be in the future. And what type of world do you want to live in? You know, you want to live in a world where everybody's fucked up and doing evil things to each other? No, right? We don't want to live in that type of world. We want to live in a good world, you know, like fucking, you know, of goodness. And everybody's being happy and healthy and loving, pure love, not, you know, evil, you know, and... And I think that's something that, you know, it's not uh, not discussed, you know, in, in in a normal setting where we're not accusing anybody. You know, I think that's, you know, nobody's being accused. Nobody's, you know, um, you know, on the crucifix right now for it, you know, but it's it's a topic that I feel very strongly about. And I feel that, you know, it, um, you know, that ignorance is a big part of that, you know that chain, you know, and, and you can break it, you know, whoever you are out there, um, you can break that chain, you know, and, and find it, the strength within yourself. You know, we're given a choice every day and you have a choice to behave a certain way. And, uh, if you choose to do that to somebody else, that's the choice that you made, you know, and it's a choice that you're going to have to deal with in the future, you know, um, whether it's, you know, swift justice, uh, by the Department of Justice, or or if it's you know, karma, karma's a motherfucker, you know, so be careful out there. Anyways, let's uh let's get a little input from you, Eric, about that kind of stuff, and you know, generational chains that you know continue yeah. to give. <laughs> you know, it's funny because growing up, um, it's like everybody, everybody was allowed to discipline you as a kid. Or you go to your uncles and all your tias are there, you know. It's like everybody got green light. And, <laughs> and one of the things, I mean, we laugh about it now, but like we knew when we, we were going to get beat, so we'd always go and put on an extra pair of pants, me and my brother. Like they always say, man, That's you guys are Mandos, you know. Like, it's like, I don't feel like we were that bad, you know. Maybe, you know, we're just, we're explorers, man. We like to go and, you know, we'd be yeah. in TJ or wherever, we're, you know, visiting whoever. But they used to have this branch, man, and it's called membrillo. So it's kind of like a whip, and they would take it down, man. And every time, like, yeah, that shit would leave welts. And sure. so it's like, and you could hear, I could still hear that, the sound it makes, like, from the from the wind. Right. So it's like, I mean, that, I hate that fucking tree, man. Yeah. You know, my grandma had this fucking tree. It was called Burn membrillo. Yeah, man, <laughs> fucking tree, man. 
But we were getting, man. Even with extra pairs of pants, you get welts. And it, it wasn't, I don't even think it was that hard. It's just that it's like a fucking whip, man. And, and I mean, that, I mean, after a while, I think it was like, I was eight, my brother was 11. After a while, it's, it just kind of stopped hurting. You know, just, we just laugh after. Like, you know, you get immune to the pain. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we pretend we cry so they fucking leave us and then we just laugh about <laughs> it. You know, it's like, after I've a while, you just, you just get used yeah. to it. And I think that, that just kind of added more to, you know, being able to take so much pain as a teenager, you know, not being afraid of getting fights and, you know, laughing after you get jumped, you know, like, ah, you know, I got into fights where I'm laughing as I'm getting jumped, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, eh, it's not that bad, you know, yeah. and so that's why I got into so many fights. I wasn't scared of getting my ass kicked. It was just like, you know, it is what it is. You yeah. Know? I think I got it worse, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, but, but yeah, I mean, now it's like nobody, nobody does that. I, I, and I, and I see that like my cousins, you know, we're, I come from a big family, eight brothers and sisters on both sides of my parents. So my cousins, I have a shitload of fucking cousins. Damn. And we're all pretty pretty tight because we all grew up, you know, we all grew up together. Um, you know, at one point in time, you know, my cousins lived with us. You know, my, my parents are the oldest on both sides, my mom and my dad. So, so they were the older brothers and so we had a big family all the time they'd always come and stay or visit things like that but but like with them like they're kind of you know feel the same way like nobody nobody disciplines somebody mm -hmm. else's kids nobody tells them hey you know i mean you could tell them hey you know but other than that you know it's totally night and day compared to, to those guys and i think like my family my cousins everybody's kind of broken those chains because a lot of us went through the same thing we're all troublemakers you know all we right. were doing is just being kids you know i feel that's that's so normal for kids to you know make mistakes mm -hmm. uh, test boundaries and to find themselves and stuff like mm -hmm. that and to be you know beat down for it you know it's like fuck mm -hmm. you know i mean we we around a lot man because i mean my grandma had a big house in tj that my grandfather built so when we'd be there it'd be like you know seven eight of us you know cousins and she, the house was like on this hillside which is a barranco and we'd be in that barranco and it didn't matter what was in there snakes or whatever but the main road was I remember it was so I want to say maybe 300 yards you know down the down the hill so if you were to throw a rock you could get to the road so us as kids you know we're just experimenting well these little rocks we can make them you know at 9, 10 years old 11 years old mm -hmm. you know the older cousins you know they're like launching them so our mind started you know to develop like well what if we start rolling these rocks you know what i mean nice. so now we're rolling these boulders not knowing that look we can kill somebody you yeah. know and they were hitting the cars and the cars would come back up we're like oh fuck you know a bunch of kids we're like nine years old man but i mean yeah that's probably the, like what they said were tremendous but you know we lie our way out of it oh yeah they went that way and the cars will go home you know yeah. somewhere that you know we run back to the house and they knew we fucked up they said like nothing like no and we just get they didn't know what we did we just get it <laughs> you know what i mean just but, in case <laughs> yeah we used to throw all kinds of stuff man i mean there'll be dead dogs right there it's crazy man as kids like the, the adventures we go on and in our minds there were these these crazy adventures like kind of like you know movies from the goonies things like that yeah you know in, in our minds that's what we were doing we were being goonies you know never yeah. we never die yeah you know but um but yeah, we, we, we experimented a lot being 
kid, man. But yeah, every time we ran in the house, we did something wrong and we got it. <laughs> it's funny how desensitized you you can become to something like, you know, by being, you know, whipped, you know, I mean, consistently and stuff like that. And you find that it's normal and stuff like or or you think that it's normal until you get older, maybe, you know, <laughs> and then you're like, fuck, this, that's what I went through is not normal. You know, yeah. this is not, you know, uh, how all families treat their kids, you know, and, and, and it's crazy, you know, it's it sucks, you know, I mean. I experienced extreme violence too from from both sides, you know, my biological mom and my my adopted mom. She was a violent woman. And um, I'm not talking down on her or anything like that. It's, it is what it is, you know. She was hit and she felt that that was the way to raise her children. You know, I was hit. You know, I didn't have, uh, what did you call it? Maria de Membrillo. Maria de Membrillo. That's just hard to say. <laughs> I had fucking a belt rack, I remember. <laughs> And it was go choose your go go get a belt, yeah. and I was like fuck okay I have fucking I have a belt rack with all types of different belts, and I knew I was smart enough to stay away from the ones that had like metal studs on them, mm -hmm. but you know I, I I I through trial and error you know I picked little ones and then you find out that those are more whippy, mm -hmm. you know the thin ones and stuff like that and then you you know pick thick ones and you know but. I, I didn't know that that wasn't normal. I thought it was, I thought it was, I, I thought that was how every family was treated and, until I grew up and then realized that, fuck, you know, that shit was fucked up, you know? Yeah. You know, I remember getting hit at, at, in, in Paris, you know? Me and my crime partner, Fernando, my brother, um, which is my uh, first cousin, um, you know, we grew up together, we're like three months apart, and he was my partner in crime, you know, everything we did, we did together, you know, smoked our first cigarette, like, when like six, seven years old, you know, and we did everything together, we used to get fucked up together, and I used to remember, I used to get whooped, or, or, or I would watch him getting whooped, and I'd be crying, because I'd be really hurt that he was getting, you know, beat down, but when it came time for me to get my lickings, he wasn't crying. <laughs> it's like fuck how can I love him so much he doesn't love me like that but it's 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 funny you know it's you become you know and he has a lot of you know of pain that he you know that he's he doesn't dwell on it but I, I could see that he's not as forgiving as I am you know and I'm like I was like bro you gotta let that shit go man you know you gotta let that shit go he's like no fuck that yeah, I remember this this time we were I think it was like 86, man. We're in the station wagon. We're going to like this river or this creek. And the station wagons are kind of like uh, National Lampoons, right? Mm -hmm. The Chevy Chase, the little station wagon. The kids sit in the back. So my cousins. Yeah, yeah, right? In the 80s. So we're, we're, we're on our way. We're in the back. And we have these little toy guns. They look pretty real. As we're exiting, we, we point them. We see a cop. So we point the guns at the cop, right? Um well he doesn't make the exit we're not thinking anything of it till later on it makes sense so we're at this we're having the time of our lives everybody's having fun all right time to go home guess what we get pulled over by the same fucking cop after the whole thing and he's like you know fucking writing us out like oh they pointed a gun blah 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 so we're like oh we're gonna fucking get it so my dad used to have this belt and it, it didn't discriminate you know it hit yeah. you know all my cousins everybody so we get to the house where he knew, oh, fuck, we're going to get it. And it was this burgundy belt, man. I remember this fucking belt. Like, man, like, it was like the, the demon belt, yeah. you know? So 
So it was wet. So we're like, oh shit, what's he gonna oh, do? So fuck. he was like, fuck. So he puts it in the microwave to dry it up, right? Well, it fucking makes it like fucking bacon. It starts to smell, you know? <laughs> so we're like, oh shit, like fucking, that's it. It's gone, right? Yeah. So, so we got lucky. We didn't get it. But he fucking came back. I think it was like the next day, and I remember this shit. He came back with the same fucking exact belt, man. We were like, ah, we got it, man. <laughs> demon but, belt. But it was just like how we all felt. We were like, it was conquered that day. You know, I'll never forget that feeling that us as kids. I mean, I think I was like five or four. I don't even yeah. remember, but I remember it like clearly. And like the belt was ruined. It was like looking like a fucking, like a charred piece of bacon. Right. You know, and we're like, that we did it. You know, like that's it. No more. We don't have to worry about it. But, but you know, thinking about it now, it's like, fuck, man, oh, we're fucked up in the in the mind. Like as kids, like thinking that already, like, oh, you know, thank you. You know, we're like, like it's crazy. But I don't hold anything against like my uncles, my 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 dad or anything. You know, it's like like you said. You know, it's how they were taught. But you know, it's up to us to break those chains. Um, and I feel like we have a, we have a good relationship. Yeah. You know, there's nothing nothing bad you know it's just i mean at the time i think it needed to be done to for me to get to where i'm at like i don't regret yeah. anything um you know it just made made it harder to break the chains but you know it's just it, i think it just shows you know the strength in one to be able to kind of break those you know because you know with my kids at first i'm like ah, you know you get frustrated yeah. you're like well maybe they do need to get yeah. smacked or hit with a bout or something but you know, you just kind of like, nah, man, they're kids. You see them, you see your kids, and then you're like, man, like, nah, man, you know what? That's why I'm so calm, man. I'm just like, man, let them do what they gotta do. Let them break his bone. Let them, let them figure it out. You know, because honestly, we did a lot more worse shit on yeah. the street as kids, and, and our kids were trying to shelter them. It's like, man, you know, or, or they're playing video games now all day because we're locked down. You know what? That's the way they're socializing with their friends. That's the right. only thing they have. Let them. Let them do everything they have to do. And, let them, you know, spend five, six hours with their friends. All they're doing is they're in home. They're at home. You know, what are they That's doing? That's true. You know, a lot of parents were like, oh, no, you're playing too many games. You know, <laughs> and I, I probably would have said the same yeah. shit, but, you know, let, let as long as they do what they have to do, let, let them hang out with their friends or cousins, yeah. whatever, you know, let them talk. You know, they're, oh, they're, and, and they, they go off on their cousins, man. It's funny, man. I was just listening to them, like, you fucking trash, and this another dude kicked back, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, and that's what, with every kid now, that's why, I mean, it's a lot of kids, the main, I mean, you won't even realize it, but they could be suffering depression, you know, during this time because, you know, all they have is their, their friends, you know, and, you know, it might frustrate them to lose a couple of games, but I mean, that's all they have. You got to kind of, you know, cheer them up a bit or just ask them or talk to them a little bit because that's their world right now. That's a reality. That's our world right now. You know, it, it is. You know, but um, Let, let's take a quick break, real quick. We're gonna resume in a minute. Welcome back to the second, uh, second part of this episode of the Unrehabilitated. We were just talking about breaking chains, and by chains we mean generational chains and stuff like that. Eric was just, you know, um, talking about, um, you know, uh, uncles holding resentment towards, you know uncles that may might have hit him or parents or anything like that not holding a grudge and stuff like that because that's probably what you know they experienced growing up themselves but go ahead and continue yeah so we're talking about the kids right the kids playing games like they might be you know creating their own change right now that's going to affect them i mean a right. lot of these kids during this quarantine um 
you know, being isolated, you know, not being, maybe they're going to be like that with their kids. And no, no, I don't want you to go out there. But having that fear of something being out there that, you know, they can't protect the kids from, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably something that it's being created right now that we don't want. It's not that we're creating it. It's just society right now, the way the world is right now. It's, it's creating that fear to, you know, that it's going to affect them because right now, I mean, honestly, they're, I mean, the fact that we all got sick already with um, coronavirus, you know, it showed them this is real. Like, I mean, you know, it can affects everybody differently. And right. what if we get it a second time? You know, so in their mind, I mean, I know it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's they're young still. But for them to be going through that, it's it's traumatizing. So, I mean, it, like I said, the, the, these are chains that, that are being created as we speak, you know, with a lot of kids. Right. You know, and we're already older, you know, to us, it ain't no thing, you know, but to kids, you know, that's as they're still um, developing, it's probably going to be hard on them. You know, this is something that, that we're probably going to have to be talking about with kids in the next five, 10 years, you know, in therapy, things right. like that. You know, they're not going to forget this, this whole time, you know, they might have parents that have never fought and now they're dealing with domestic violence in the house, you know, not with wow. me. I mean. I don't right. like to argue. We try to argue with through text. <laughs> That's the best but, way. But um, you know, sometimes we, you know, it, it slips. But there's no um, physical abuse or anything like that. But with other families, I mean, you know, there could be. You know, just on some Zoom calls, I was reading. This kid got his mom killed during a Zoom meeting at school. I forgot what state it was, but the teacher was on there. The kids, it's like what. <laughs> You know things like that, and it's happening a lot in, right now in the United States because of the isolation. So it is a weird time, man. Yeah. You know, so I mean, these the chains that we were dealing with um, are different from the chains that are being created now. Yeah. And that's gonna have an effect on these kids in the long run because we dealt with it as kids, whatever it was, and we're barely you know breaking our chains, you know, and so we're on our own personal yeah. stuff. Yeah. So other ones are being created at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. that, that the change is, I mean, there's always going to be change, but, you know, we tr as we try to fix them, you know, inevitably there's going to be new things being created. Right. We're not perfect, but, you know, we feel we're breaking the worst of the chains. Right. But, you know, we just can't forget that, you know, you know, kids, even though we're doing everything we can, they're still going through things, you know, whether it's at school, things like that, you know, just ask your kids you know how you how, how do you feel today yeah you know, it could be something simple like that because they might feel that just because you haven't asked them that you don't care and, and one bad thing always everything good that you've done you know yeah they'll hold on to that they'll remember that you know when you write a yelp review everybody looks for the bad reviews first yeah or you never did a review but you want to leave one because you had a bad experience right you know and that's how you're always going to remember that person same with kids it's like you do you just took them fishing you just came back from vacation and and whatever one little thing and that's it they forgot about everything else yeah. you know so it's like yeah, it's it's like walking on ice with kids you know but or eggshells especially now yeah i'm saying but you know if, if it wasn't for this covid i think it'd be a little bit easier but it's made it tough for for everybody out there I, I I have to agree with that. You know, it's a, it's a funky time right now, and a lot of uh, um, 
people are unemployed and um, not only there's a stress of unemployment, there's also the stress of having your kids home on a consistent basis where you used to have that break. Mm-hmm. You know, you used to be at work and they were at school. Now everybody's together. People that were able to get away with, you know, their um, quirkiness or their, you know, um, high energy are now, you know, hopefully not, but being, you know, mistreated at home and stuff like that. And there's all kinds of things going on and stuff. You know, I know society creates its own chains as well. And I know there's going to be repercussions for this whole uh, lockdown and, and creating a generation of introverts, basically, you know, that's what it's doing, you know, removing the, the, the ability to have kids grow through social socialization and stuff like that is is going to be you know harmful to to their you know to the personalities you know and and you know I experienced it myself you know I have a three year old and she's constantly challenging me and she's probably going through her own stuff for all I know <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's funny that you say that that they forget all the good that you did with that one bad you know thing you know. For instance, in my case, my my youngest daughter, she'll tell me I never, like, for instance, I'll use it as an example. She wants Lucky Charms. And I'll be like, well, I'll tell her, no, you can't have Lucky Charms until you have dinner. After you eat your dinner, then you can have Lucky Charms. She'll go right back and say, you never let me have Lucky Charms. <laughs> she didn't forget that uh, after breakfast, she was allowed to have Lucky Charms. She didn't forget that, you know, I let her watch two movies in the living room. I took her bike riding. I took her outside to the backyard to go play with the dogs. I was basically a, a waiter for her during the whole time. She wants snacks and treats and stuff like that. Now I go and wipe her butt when she goes to the restroom. I give her showers. I let her pick whatever she wants to wear uh, as far as her wardrobe. All that goes out the window because I did not give her lucky charms. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, as you could do nothing but good. And then the, the, the last thing that you did that they didn't like, that's what they remembered. Yeah, I, for teenagers too. <laughs> I work on it though, you know, and I, and, I, and I lose it. So I lose my shit sometimes and I take her to the room. And she's like, no, 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 don't take me to the room. I don't want to be here. I, I never leave her there. I, the doors never closed, but I sit down and I tell her, what's going on? I was like, don't you love me? She said, yeah. I was like, why don't you listen to me? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, why do I say it? Makes you, make, makes you kind of laugh, you know? <laughs> but it's so, it's so, sincere. her pain is so sincere, you know? It's just like, fuck. And, you know, I got, I got, <laughs> I got to attribute a lot of my growth comes from being a father. You know, it's, I mean, they, they make me reevaluate my behavior, my, my, uh, my vocabulary, you know, the way I think, you know, they're constantly testing boundaries and, you know, kids are a blessing, you know, and I'm so happy to be a father. That's the best part of my life, you know, for sure. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of other, uh, generational chains that I think that we can as, 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 you know, as parents and as, you know, brothers, as sons, daughters, husbands, there's a lot of generational chains that we can break, you know, and unfortunately society creates its own chains. 
we can't really control what society does. You know, we could, you know, acknowledge it and, and, and try to address it as much as possible and try to be conscientious about it, you know, to where we're able to address it with our kids to, you know, kind of, you know, uh, um, pull them out of the rabbit hole that they might be going into because of what they might be thinking at the moment. But I think that we can change, you know, a lot of those, those, we could break a lot of those generational chains, you know, even as husbands, you know, I, I never, you know, had a, nobody gave me a, a manual of how to be a good husband and I am divorced, you know, and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not take responsibility for that divorce. You know, I was married for 18 years. I was incarcerated for 12 of those years, but I was still married for 18 years and, you know, nobody taught me how to be a good man, how to be a good father, I mean, a good, good husband. You know, this is all stuff that I'm learning as I go, you know, and, you know, I, I was a hustler and stuff like that. I put myself in prison and, you know, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it was my assumption that the wife should stand by your side. It didn't work out that way. My wife did not stand by my side, even though she didn't move on. Uh, I mean, like outwardly to where I could see it, but, you know, um, I didn't know how to be a good husband and I'm still learning how to be a good partner and I'm learning as I go and compromise is a big part of that breaking those chains you know of you know the husband dominating the relationship you know ruling with an iron fist you know you can't be that way no more man you know and a lot of the relationships that I saw growing up were like that you know there was no uh, uh, push and pull it was mainly give, 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 give. I come home, I worked all day. I deserve to watch TV in my room by myself while you tend to the kids. Fuck that, man. That's fucking bullshit. You know, you have kids and you have responsibilities to be a part of their life and be a part of their upbringing. You know, you got to break that fucking mentality and fucking be a part of their lives. You know, they need you too. And your wife or girlfriend needs a fucking break. You know, give her a fucking break, a fucking hour or two and shit like that to go do something for her. You know what I mean? Go fucking let her get her nails done if that's what's therapeutic for her. Go let her go get her hair done, you know, or something that makes her happy so that she could refresh herself, you know, because raising kids is a full-time gig, you know. it's it takes It takes a village, basically, to raise kids these days, man, and... and, and you, you know, you can't put that responsibility on a female only. And, you know, that, that generational chain needs to break, you know, to where it's the female's job to to be, you know, the parent and stuff like that. Nah, it doesn't work that way, you know. Dads need to go in there, roll up their sleeves, and fucking they need to change diapers. They need to fucking warm up the, the, fucking, the, the fucking breast milk. You know what I mean? You know, not through the microwave, you know, use a fucking pan and fucking water and shit, heat that shit up and then fucking warm it up in there. Do it right, you know? And and we need to break those chains <coughs> and stuff like that in order to set a good example, you know, for our kids, you know? How am I going to show my daughters that it's okay to accept this from a man, you know? You know, be abused or belittled or, you know put off to the side and stuff like that so that my needs are met. Nah, I can't have that. I don't want that for them. 
So I need to make the change myself, you know? And, and breaking chains is such a huge part of personal development, I believe. Um, do you have anything to add to that? I mean... No, that was kind of like, you know, the kids seeing something different. You know, I always tell my mom in the kitchen, or my kids see me in the kitchen all the time. That's my station. I love to cook. So I want you're a damn food. good cook too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cook everything, everything, everything. Um, Italians, whatever. It's something I enjoy. It's like the joy I get out of feeding the family and, and cooking something, and then like, oh, Eric's cooking. Like, all right, you know, shit's gonna be done right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. just like because I was in the kitchen with my mom a lot growing up. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to cook. I wanted to bake. I hate baking because it was a mess, but I mean, I could bake. But I'd rather cook, you know, um, you know, whatever it is. But they, they see that, so it's like I, I want, you know, the kids to kind of be like, okay, well, that's more of that, you know. Um, yeah. Wish they can cook right now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's something that that I enjoy doing that I didn't grow up watching, you know, my dad cook and you know, things like that. So I mean, that's something that, you know, I guess it's kind of like I'm providing still. I'm feeding yeah. them, you know buy the food and not or kill the deer and chop it up and cook it you know? yeah but um it's a good example that you're giving you know your your boys and your girls you know the girls you're giving them the example that hey you know what a guy can't cook yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> and, and the boys you can get your ass up in there and fucking do it yourself it's not just mom's responsibility you know it's it's a fucking good example of you know breaking those generational chains and showing that you know Males, males part at, at the head of the family can have different roles, you know, and you know that's that's I like I like that shit, you know that's 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 dope, you know, and and uh, you know you're doing a lot of other stuff with your kids and stuff like that and your your families, you know, you guys got what how many kids together now, combined, nine, nine kids, um, that's a big family. That's a nice. That's a nice Thanksgiving right there. You guys don't need to go anywhere. You guys got it all right there, you know. Um, but that's 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 it's a blended family. But you guys are doing a good job, man. You guys are doing a good job. Kids are good. Always wanted a big family. Yeah, well, you got it, man. Yeah. You got it. We're gonna end this. Uh, we're gonna end this episode of the Unrehabilitated. Thank you for watching. Uh, please like share subscribe um, if you like it uh, we're also going to be releasing some merchandise and stuff like that it's going to help to cover uh, some of the cost of filming editing and stuff um, and they're going to be uh, uh, well, we'll go over the price next episode but it's not going to be very expensive um, and we'll hook it up and there's some nice designs please go on our uh, on our uh, Instagram account um, the, unre the underscore unrehabilitated pretty easy to find uh, you'll see our merchandise. We got a sneak peek out. Um, thank you for watching again, and uh, see you. See you next week. All right.